Welcome back to the Next Generation Podcast. Today, we're joined by a very ambitious and very inspiring brother. And he is the brain and minds behind Urbane Detailing, Lit Meets DFW, and What a Jerky. Ismail, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. And you know, as I was introducing you, I was just like, man, that's like three different things and three different brands and kind of like products that you've kind of created and um you know it's so what what kind of inspired you to be like let me just do things let me just like not you know just sit here and uh play video games all day long and you know just do all those regular things that us young people be wasting our lives doing what inspired you to actually do something and create something so it pretty much started when i was uh 14 and I really wanted a car by the time I was 16 mm. and my dad wouldn't let me buy a car like he wouldn't give me money to buy a car uh-huh. so I had to uh, make it myself and at 14 no one's gonna hire you so that's true. I started selling jerky because that's the only thing I knew how to make hmm okay okay so jerky that's interesting so you got your start with making jerky and selling jerky and how exactly did you because jerky is something that's easily accessible so how did you turn it into something that people would buy from you instead of just going so, to 7-eleven i was selling to a specific market i was selling to uh, uh muslims we only eat uh, halal meat and we can't get the meat that are, that's at a 7-eleven or target so mm. I'm selling towards that market, but there's also a lot of halal jerky for that market. Mm. There's no halal jerky that's like organic, it's grass-fed, it's preservative-free, nitrate-free. Mm. So I just took that entire market, but uh, when I was 14, there's no other company doing it. I was the only one. Wow. Okay. Um, and you were making the jerky yourself? Yeah. Huh. Man, okay. All right. And once you... Well... Now the next question, because you said that, you know, this is because this stemmed from your desire to buy a car. So were you able to, from your jerky sales, were you able to get enough money to buy a car? Yeah, so I was attending like uh, different Muslim conferences like ICNA and ISNA, mm. uh, just traveling around America and selling at those conferences. And then after like, I think three conferences, I was able to afford a car at 16. Wow. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> That is pretty cool. Actually, I didn't know that. I didn't know, I've known you for a while, but I didn't know that you're you're able to your your jerky sales were able to help you buy a car, or you were able to buy a car from your jerky sales. Because to be honest, this whole time, like I saw your stuff, I saw your, your Instagram posts or something like that, advertising your jerky. I thought you were just selling to like friends, like you had like maybe one or two buyers here and there, but you were selling to Muslims all over the country, huh? So most of my orders, like uh, after the conference, I get a lot of orders, of course. Mm-hmm. Most orders would come outside of uh, Texas, outside of Dallas. Mm. Okay. Interesting. A lot in like Canada for some reason. Canada. Okay. That kind of makes sense because I've heard, I've heard a lot of things about the Muslim community in Canada. And the Muslim community here in Dallas is kind of like oversaturated with most things because they're just like oh yeah we got all these halal markets here we have uh, all these massages we have all these conferences we have all these programs and whatnot so the 
that kind of makes sense thinking about it because this is an oversaturated market and then the other markets and whatnot are just like oh well we're not oversaturated over here let, let's yo brother let, let me get some let me get some speaking of which like yeah I, I feel like i need some i feel like i should uh i should there should be a package of jerky waiting for me after this i mean uh october 30th i have uh yeah, october 30th at valorant food festival i have a mm. booth over there so, okay uh, okay i'll let you uh get some samples before it gets out i like that i like that i'm happy with this arrangement okay appreciate you appreciate you but you know that's that's awesome to hear and um that takes a lot of insight and also foresight to just look into like okay this is something i can do this is also something that's needed and this is the way i can do it to make it so it's really catered towards certain people and certain audience who are willing to help me out in a way that they don't even realize that they're helping me out as much because they're really just doing it to benefit themselves but um you know allah put baraka in it and allah bless those efforts for you i mean i mean so now that was water jerky that was only one of the three one of the three things that you've got going for you so talk to me about um what came first was it lit meets dfw or was it urbane detailing yeah so slit meets dfw was first so i did water jerky between 14 uh-huh. and about like 16 17 and then i had i got a job at uh i think i had a job at autozone and hmm. back burgers for a little bit okay and in that time i was hosting car meets from about like 17 to 19. okay and that is that is let me to dfw those were the car meets that you were yeah. so okay. i'd go to local coffee shops around dallas mm-hmm. because i'd much rather support like smaller local coffee shops and uh i love coffee like i absolutely love making coffee so I like creating awareness for other coffee shops around Dallas that aren't as popular. That's disgusting, but go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you talk about your coffee. Go ahead, man. Uh, I love chai, too. I love tea. Okay, but, uh, I can respect that. I respect that. Not a lot of great... There's only... I've only hosted a car meet at two tea shops. So you just racist towards the tea, huh? You decide to give all your efforts and energy and advertisement to the coffee, and you forget about the tea, huh? thing is, tea is a lot more niche than coffee. <sighs> Eh, I guess it depends on who you're who you're talking to. But okay, okay. But so you were hosting it, or you were going to different coffee shops, huh? Yeah, so it'd be like a a new coffee shop every month, and there's four meets a month uh, every Friday. Hmm. Okay. I wow. had something called Cars and Boba for a little bit mm. at Foodalicious in Carrollton, mm-hmm. and then at Share Tea in Carrollton. So. Mm they would give us a low discount and i would just set up a meet outside it i wouldn't get any profit from it for the most part mm-hmm. i would just be able to advertise my business mm. uh, i started doing urbane detailing while doing that at the same time i was able to like set up a little booth and give out business cards and do like demo detailing and stuff like that mm. okay that's pretty cool that's pretty cool and you know, do you still have any of those, you know, relationships today? Like where you just go to this certain coffee shop and be like, hey, y'all know me from this. I want to host an event here. Can we have like the same setup, the same deal and arrangement? Yeah, so uh, I think I'm hosting another one 
Uh, Mark Mills and a coffee shop. I'm hosting one at Cluckin and Chicken Wing Spot. Oh. Hmm. But uh, those car meets helped me network like crazy. Mm. Especially from going from like a homeschooler where the only people you see is your parents and your friends and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't meet new people whatsoever and then going into car meets mm-hmm. just to really like burst your bubble and helps you talk to other people and network so much quicker. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's pretty cool. And networking, you don't realize how important networking is when you're young, but once you start like you get into college and then you start looking for internships and then after that you start looking for jobs and whatnot, then you'd be like, dang. I should have spent a little more time on this because now I'm really struggling. But um, yeah, that's that's really important. That's really cool that you were able to get that and you know get that going and that you were able to get those results. So now I'm kind of curious. So talk to me about cars. Like what what made you interested in cars and what developed this? It seems like you have a passion for cars. I mean, if you oh, just detailing cars, cars. <laughs> yeah, you have car meets, and I think you have a couple cars right now, right? Actually, I don't have any cars right now. Ooh! I got rid of all my cars. Dang. Car so what happened? Cars. You broke up with them? What happened, brother? Yeah, pretty much. Dang. Uh, I usually love Japanese cars, and I bought a BMW, and that didn't work out so well. Ah, uh, beamers. Yeah. <laughs> I see, I see. So she broke your heart, huh? Yeah. I spent way too much money on that car in too little time. Dang. It was not worth it. That's tough. But, you know, inshallah, you got something better coming. Inshallah, you got something better coming. Inshallah, I'm just going to go get one of the other cars I've had, and mm-hmm. I need a reliable car now. Mm. Okay. So now you're shifting from more about, oh, this car is super cool, this car is super nice, it looks awesome and amazing. Cool. Oh, it's still going to be super cool? <laughs> yeah, I just need something that will get me through college, get a job, okay. and get married, mm. and stay there and not break down on the side of the highway every other week or so. Hmm okay i see i see but then so that being said let's go back to what what got you into cars in the first place so i've always loved cars my uncles all my uncles have had really cool cars my dad has had cool cars mm-hmm. no one actually worked on their cars mm. out of my family i'm the only one that actually works on my cars and does my own maintenance and repairs and all that mm-hmm. and i just like thoroughly enjoy just it's like legos to me it's like, huh. you take these things off and you get a different result and you put these different things on and you get totally new creation that not a lot of people have done before. Mm-hmm. And you can just like fabricate and literally do whatever you want. And you have like so many different outcomes. It's crazy. That's interesting. You said cars are like Legos. They're so modular. It's amazing. Wow. Okay. That's a very interesting perspective. <laughs> cars are like like i don't think i've ever heard that before like i used to think yeah, that legos were a... go ahead i have a friend that's a lego guy that i was talking to yesterday mm-hmm. and i had to talk to him about how to fix his cars how to put it in perspective of legos mm. and that that helped him yeah he likes cars a lot more now oh interesting interesting yeah, i always thought that Legos always seemed kind of cool to me growing up, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't got the patience for this. I don't got the patience. I don't got the creativity. Like, you want me to build this whole Death Star, and I'm just going to, like, I'm going to stack these blocks and make it like a little tower, and then that's all I'm going to do. 
that's that's the extent of my creativity and my fun with Legos. But I guess it makes sense when you say that. But um, cars are definitely a little more complicated than Legos, right? Not really. What? You don't have to elaborate it's on like, It's like, I don't know how to put it into words. It's more like once you're working on it, mm. you feel it. And so, yeah, sure, they have an engine and you'll die if you don't do some certain things right. But you can make it really simple by starting small. You just start with the basic stuff and then just go from there. Like, change mm. out the exhaust with different, like, mufflers and resonators and different piping. Mm. And you get different sounds. Play with that for a little bit and switch over to your intake. How your engine pulls in air. It's mm-hmm. like a long intake versus a short intake. So mm. you have that messes with how much power you get, stuff like that. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm not a car guy, so I have no idea what you just said, but <laughs> it sounded pretty interesting. But uh, it is like, how does this car give me different results? Like, okay. will it give me more power or less power? Stuff like that. Now, now that you've dumbed it down for me, now I understand. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But... No, now that you mentioned that, do you ever see yourself like building your own car? I've thought about it a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. I have a whole spreadsheet on how much it costs and how much work there is, how many hours I'm going to have to put in. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard, but um, it's just a lot of hours and you need a lot of ex- like knowledge, which I don't have yet. Okay. Inshallah, you'll get that. Inshallah, you get that. that yeah, also, keep on tinkering. You need a lot of money. Inshallah, you'll get that too. <laughs> inshallah. Yeah, keep going down this uh, entrepreneurial path, and you know, inshallah, you'll get that as well. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, you know, I know you said you like Japanese cars. I know you said that the Beamer broke your heart. I apologize for that. Uh, but um, what would you say is your favorite car? Favorite car that I've owned or favorite car, period? Period. All time. Greatest of all time. Probably a Nissan S14 Silvia. It's a 1996 Nissan Silvia. Mm. It's a widely known as a drift car. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. They just sound so good. They look so good. They drive so good. To me, there's like nothing wrong with it except that it's kind of old. <laughs> Have you ever driven one? Uh, I've worked on them before. I haven't driven one yet. Mm. Oh, I have a racing simulator that I've driven it on, but not in real life. So for now, you're just like playing the simulator and dreaming and you're just making dua. You're just praying and be like, oh, I mean, it's not expensive. You get one of those Sylvia's. Really? They're actually really cheap, but I, I can't justify having two cars mm. and not having my own place. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. I feel like your parents would uh, <laughs> have fun going to town on you for that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Parents are parents are good at that. They're good at uh, keeping us in check when we try to do dumb things. Under that, that's a blessing. Yeah. That's a blessing. Well, okay. Okay. Nissan Silvia. I've never actually heard of that car before. I'll have to do some research uh, after this. So I don't really watch anime. I know you're a big anime fan. Hey, 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 hey. We're not talking about me right now. <laughs> you know a lot more about anime than I do. I only, uh-huh. I only watch two animes in my life. 
And I kind of quit at the fifth episode of Naruto, so I don't even know if it counts. But uh, you'd catch a lot of flag for that. Yeah. Initial. There's a Nissan Silvia and Initial D. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen it before, but I've heard good things about that one, Uh, especially like the racing aspect and drifting aspect or something. But uh, I've never seen that one. But maybe I'll look into it. Maybe I'll look into it. And hey, hey, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not an anime fanatic. Okay, I'm not a weeaboo. I, I get out of the house. I talk to people. (laughs) No, but I'm the, you know, the for for all of those things, there's some good and some bad and whatnot. yeah, you just gotta make sure you balance things out, as you mentioned. I just don't have an attention span to watch TV. I don't. I read books. I don't like TV. You don't have the attention span to watch TV, but you have the attention span to read books. Yeah, well, attention span as in the TV goes too fast for me. I like something mm. that's slower. Oh, huh. that's interesting. I like Star Wars. I like uh, Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter's is still a bit fast-paced, but the books, I like the books. Very, very interesting. That's that's like polar opposite to my preferences because I end up, like even if it's something, a show that I enjoy, I'll still watch it at two times speed. And if it's a slow-paced show, like at one point I was watching, I decided I'm gonna rewatch Pokemon. So slow-paced, it was ridiculous. It was oh, yeah, so slow paced, I could watch that at 3.5 times speed and still understand what they were saying clearly. So I'm just like, what in the world? How are they speaking normally if I can watch this at 3.5 times speed? So I slowed it down. And it was like, Pikachu, use Thunderball. No, oh my god. How did I. Yeah, about that. This is why kids are so stupid, because we watch Pokemon. This is what happened to our brains. Actually, I named my BMW, my Mini Cooper, Little Charizard. Because it like shoot out these like big huge hot fireballs. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah, I had a little Charizard sticker in the rear window. Woo! That's awesome. That's awesome. Shoot, and you, but you don't have the Mini Cooper anymore, huh? Oh no. Dang. So you just did a little Charizard dirty. That's. I mean, Charizard kind of blew up. Three oh. times. Dang. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, you know, how did that? You're okay. That's what's important. Charizard died on you. Nothing happened to me. Yeah. Hmm. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. That's that's definitely something to be grateful for. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let's move on to uh, bigger and uh, (laughs) bigger and better things. Inshallah. So you know, from the car meets that you pioneered, you said that you were able to do a lot of networking and helped you with your business and whatnot. Um, So. What else have you gained from those from those car meets and whatnot? Like, what kind of experiences and what kind of connections that were more valuable than just, I'd say, okay, now this dude is going to be a customer? Yeah, so I got an amazing network off of that. Mm-hmm. Not for not just for cars, mm-hmm. but for school. Mm. Uh, a lot of people from there are actually uh, like run big companies and have given me internship opportunities from that. Really. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that was one amazing part. And then second amazing part is I got to meet a whole bunch of random different people who do different things. Mm. It's a similar benefit, but they've all taught me like 
interesting parts of their trades. And one of them actually like built cars for people. Like that's just what he did. Like someone said, I want a car and I want it to look like this and I want to have this much power. Mm. And he would just build it from scratch for them. Wow. Okay. So I learned like how to like fabricate body parts to build a car or and to like fix your car and stuff like that. Hmm. Now you got me thinking that I need to start going to car meets. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, like that's, I guess that's definitely one of the benefits to, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and, you know, talking to people and engaging with people. Cause you can, there's a lot that you can learn from people if you just decide to open yourself up to it and take the time to be open-minded. Um, there's a lot of benefit that you can gain, but at the same time, you can completely and totally miss out on that benefit if you just decide I'm not going to interact with these people. Maybe I'll show up, but I'll just sit in the corner and I'll just relax and people will try to talk to me and I'll be like, mm, no, I want my coffee. As disgusting as it tastes. I, I don't know, bro. Any single time I mention coffee, I got to just, I got to throw some shade. I, I just got to do it. I can't have coffee See, brought up to I me can, without doing it. I can have tea, but I need to have it after I have my coffee. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. May <laughs> Allah forgive you for that. Unless it's like, unless I'm like in Jordan or mm. anywhere in the Middle East, like they give me mint tea. I'm not gonna say no to that. Oh yeah, you better not. That's like, shoot. Like, say no to the mint tea, and over there. Cubes of sugar. Even though it has all that sugar, shoot. But still, if you say no to that, it's gonna be grounds for a lot of problems. A lot of problems. You might not make it back. You might not make it back. That's that level of insult. Mm, mm, mm. Take it really personally. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. But the Turks is with their it's with their coffee though, right? No, they're uh, apple tea. Apple tea? Yeah, everywhere we went, they're like apple tea, or which was the other one, or pomegranate tea. Yeah. Hmm. I have. Yeah, I actually did like my tea collection I bought from Turkey. It was a huge, massive tea collection. We're going to have to link up one of these days and we're going to have to explore the tea collection. That's going that's yeah. to have to happen, inshallah. Okay, okay. So, you know, mashallah, that's... You know, to be honest, it's like, it's really insightful to see all the different benefits that you can just simply get from networking and to be honest like if you were to think about it and looking back on it right now like you obviously you gained a lot of benefits from this networking and through all these different things that you've been doing but when you started the car meets did you ever think that there would be that you would be able to gain benefits like internships or gaining knowledge and from these aspects and just people well, kind of like mentoring you hmm. my, my sole intention was to create car meets that were relaxed and quiet because most car meets are not and mm. to just uh, let everyone know about these coffee shops that don't really get a lot of attention. Wow. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Man. You know, when you, it's amazing just to see like you make a simple intention or even a simple intention, but a good one. And then you like put some effort into it and then you just watch as you know, Allah puts blessings in it and he just grows it and just makes it grow and flourish and turns it into something beautiful that you never even expected. And then you think about it and just like, dang, I didn't even do that. 
Like, I wasn't even trying to do that. And then this is how it turned into. It's like, wow, that's just, that's such a blessing. That's such a blessing. It's not even, I can't even be like, praise myself for it because I didn't do it. <laughs> SubhanAllah. That's, that's amazing right there. And now you definitely got me thinking that I got to attend some car meets or just, I don't know, I start something like that. To. No? It's the bottomless pit. Oh, Once word? You to one, you're going to be like, oh, I want to do something to my car now. Mm. You have a Versa, right? You have a Nissan Versa? I had a Sentra, but then Sentra, yeah. Sentra got wrecked. So now I have a, oh, I have a Toyota Solara. Alhamdulillah, nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt. Solara? Yeah. What year? It, <laughs> that's the car guy in here. It's a 2006. It's a 2006 manual Solara. SC, oh, you got a manual car, wow. Yeah, alhamdulillah. This was my first manual. I learned how to drive manual when I bought this car. So it, it took a while to get used to it. I stalled a couple hundred thousand times. Yeah. But no, I, I enjoy it. It's fun. They have a... Yeah, you should definitely not go to a car meet now. Because <laughs> Solaris have an insane amount of potential. Oh, work? And once you start modifying it, it's never going to stop. Huh. Good to know. Good to I, know. And then don't watch Initial D either. <laughs> it's just going to be down the rabbit hole, huh? Yeah, exactly. Maybe. I'll, yeah, okay. I'll take that advice. I'll take that advice. I appreciate that. And my brother's been trying to convince me to... You know, do some mods. Even when I had the Sentra, he was trying to convince me to do some mods onto my car and whatnot. And with this, he's trying to tell me all these things like, oh, you know, get this fixed and then do this modification, get the exhaust sound and like, whoa, and all these different things. Cool, Bill? Yeah, no, because he likes, he likes car. He plays like a, he has a simulator as well. So he does like a lot of racing games and whatnot. And he's kind of like into cars. So yeah. he's interested in it from that perspective. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing stopping you. There's nothing stopping you. So right now I run a car group called DFW Muslim Car Enthusiasts. Mm. And we have about 50 members now. And we meet up once a week. Uh, or no, once a month. Mm. It used to be once a week, but it died down because of college. Uh, once a month, uh, we go meet up for Maghrib. Mm-hmm. And then we go out for to get food. And we come back by Asia and then everyone goes home. Mm. Okay. And when so, you guys meet up, y'all just talking about your cars or what do y'all do uh we have like a small halakha for like five ten minutes kind of like ym mm, okay and then uh, uh and then we talk about cars pretty much the entire time well i mean at least y'all started uh, you that's actually really really beautiful because y'all taking something that you like and you are making sure you add in the religious and spiritual benefits you guys pray together and then you have that little religious reminder and then y'all get into your your car talks so that's yeah, exactly uh, that's beautiful i feel like there's a lot more things like that that we need and just we need to just normalize that structure with okay so we're not just gonna have a strict religious gathering where we just have a halakha here oh, no, so have... non-muslims that come as well oh word uh, my goal with this group is to spread that one through cards that is uh, beautiful there's <laughs> like five or six other non-muslims that just joined uh one of them is actually now very serious about converting Wow. For coming to comes like every other event. But he lives in Austin. Man. That's amazing. Yeah, definitely keep that up. Definitely keep that up. Allah put Baraka in that for all of y'all. I mean, I mean. Where do y'all do your gatherings? 
Uh, we usually meet at either Cullum in Canton mm. or Valley Ranch over here in Valley Ranch. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, sometimes we cruise together and we go from Mugrib at Valley Ranch mm-hmm. and cruise to like uh, Allen, mm-hmm. cruise to like Plano mm. or Carrollton and just get food along the way and just cruise from Mugrib to Asia. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nice. yeah, it sounds like it. Alhamdulillah. But man, I feel like I learned a lot about cars today, a lot about entrepreneurship, and just about networking in general that, you know, things I just really didn't know and opportunities that I just didn't realize. Because to be honest, I'm kind of at a phase in my life where I'm just like, uh, I'll talk to people when I need to. I'll go places when I need to. Otherwise, I'm staying home. I'm going to stay home. I'll do my things. I'll do my work, yada, yada. I haven't really put any sort of emphasis on networking. But um, there's definitely some value and some benefit to it from the uh, career perspective, from the personal perspective, and from the religious perspective as well. I never thought you could do dawah through cars. <laughs> I never thought you could do dawah, talk to people about Islam uh, through cars. That's, that's amazing. But yeah, man, anything, any advice you'd give to people who are trying to start something and get something going, they have this passion and they just want to get something going, turned into something beneficial, maybe even a little profitable. So for detailing, mm. I didn't let, so most people, when they do detailing, they're like, no, I need a truck. I need a water tank. I need a generator. I need all this crazy equipment to start detailing. Mm. You don't need any of that. Um, mm. I started detailing in a sedan and I threw all these chemicals in the back of my car mm. and I didn't have a water tank and have anything at all. I just had a pressure washer. Mm. And before that, I just had two buckets and I'd use their water and I had some soap and I just pretty much went from there. I bought a pressure washer, I bought chemicals and then I bought a water tank. I was going to buy a truck, but that never happened. Mm. And you don't need to let like these small little things hold you back you know, there's always a way to find your way around like money constraints mm. you just gotta think outside the box yeah yeah that was inspiring you said that in the most calm monotone way but, <laughs> but it's still inspiring alhamdulillah Man, may Allah SWT put barakah and put blessings in all of your work and all of your efforts and all of your projects. You make them beneficial and fruitful and just grow amazing things and amazing results from all of them. Ameen, ameen, ameen. I appreciate your time, my man. appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, know, actually, I'm convinced. I'm staying away from car meets now. (laughs) I'm not trying to go down the rabbit hole. I'll add Abdullah to the group though. Yeah, you he, you could take him down the rabbit hole. Just just don't take me down there right now. I'll I'll give him a job as well, so he'll be safe. Oh, that works. That works. Get him out the house. Make him do something. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. But I uh, inshallah appreciate you. Appreciate your time. You're welcome. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Next Generation Podcast, and we'll be seeing you soon. Peace out.